वर्ल्ड फर्स्ट फूडवर्स वन रेयर इज ऑन ए मिशन टू फूडीफाई द ब्लॉक चेन एंड ब्रिंग द ग्लोबल फूड इंडस्ट्री टू वेब थ्री फॉर द फर्स्ट टाइम वेर यू कैन क्लेम एन एफ टीज फ्रॉम योर फेवरेट शेफ्स ब्रांड्स एंड रेस्टोरेंट्स एक्सेस कलरी एंड सोशल फूड एक्सपीरियंसेस एंड जस्ट नॉट दट ऑल यू कैन ऑल्सो बैटल नर्न इन योर इन द गेमिंग जोन ऑल्सो स्वैप एन एफ टीज फॉर रियल मिल्स वेट आई हर्ड ऑल दिस टर्म्स इन बिट्स एंड पीसेस नाउ यू टेलिंग दैट something about food is happening in the metaverse and you call that foodverse really pavan hmm well that's a kind of questions i have expected when i was attempting to record this conversation but yes of all this enthusiasts around the world who are actually kind of overwhelmed by the reason fall of crypto the last few days and trying to comprehend that crypto is equal to blockchain metaverse and god knows what is web3 this conversation is not just to connect the dots between all these terms that you've been hearing but also it means to tell you the big picture that's happening especially in the food and beverage industry i happened to meet a designer turn a founder a metaverse or a web3 uh enthusiast supreet raju and try to understand their endeavors of setting a foodverse in the world of metaverse and trying to bring in the entire global food industry into web3 so my conversation with her is trying to be keeping this entire words and everything simplified and so that everyone understands and also trying to gauge the intensity of tech immersion into our lives and uh, without further ado let's jump into the conversation here we go we started building one rare in january 2021 uh, the co-founder is actually also my husband so this is a bit of a home innovation for us uh we'd been okay. in the blockchain industry for a while but uh, essentially i think when nfts came in we saw this first creative uh, outlet in the industry um i come from nift and for me you know having something creative and something as staid as blockchain was very interesting so at that point of time all i really wanted to do was create a small nft project around food uh, and we are both very passionate foodies so food was a very obvious theme for us to collab on So that's kind of how Wonder started. We thought that we'll create a very small gameplay around how people can collect ingredients to make a dish, NFT, and that was that. Uh, but yeah, over time, I think it has just evolved and become a whole different, bigger project now. But that's kind of the small origin of how Wonder started. 
Interesting. So you guys both from the blockchain industry, blockchain, uh, you kind of explored already. So for many of my users who will be listening, they are already overwhelmed by these terms like blockchain, NFT. They love to use it, but at the same time, they really can't really uh, visualize or kind of really bring some concrete terms. Mm -hmm. Do you mind taking them through how this blockchain is actually kind of transforming the usual industry, the usual transaction that's happening across the world? Can you please take through quickly? So, so I think in the most simplest level, as I can say, blockchain is nothing but an accountability or a ledger of kind. So everything that we do in our business, in our personal lives, you know, uh, we use our phone to store our data or information. We use would use a notebook to write down some details that we need to remember, a phone number we need to remember, perhaps. Uh, all the blockchain is doing it is giving it permanent storage. There is permanent accountability and traceability to any piece of information or any asset that you have. Uh, that is pretty much the easiest way of explaining blockchain. Uh, today, blockchain can be used, you know, to store something as simple as a photograph or, you know, a piece of art or something as technical as a land deed, uh, wherein, you know, tomorrow all the land authorities that we have can actually store our leases on the blockchain and have constant accountability as to who owns that particular plot. So blockchain can basically be used as a technology to improve every function in our lives uh, because of this entire feature of it being open to all. Uh, talking about NFTs, NFTs are nothing more than digital assets. We currently actually live in an entirely digital world, right? We can have these calls over the internet. We uh, go around clicking pictures, videos, whatnot, you know, pieces of music. All of that, if taken to the blockchain, you know, if recorded on the blockchain can become NFTs potentially. So what an NFT does is that it assigns a unique serial code to anything that we've uploaded. Uh, which gives it constant traceability. So let's say that, you know, you and I go and upload uh, a picture of a shirt. While it's the same shirt at the same time, that unique serial number will allow us to discover where which shirt has come from. So again, creating accountability and traceability to everything so that, you know, the world of real versus fake can be sorted. Sure. So... This is clear. Now, across the industries, the hospitality or the food, especially the food, which has been like an integral part of human humanity, human cycles, has evolved from a um, visceral or a, I mean integral taste experience to overall wholesome experience. Now, we have, the dimension of experience of food has been like really leveling up day after day. Yeah. Now you are using a word called foodverse. Solid. So define foodverse and how blockchain is kind of impacting this foodverse. So coming from a very traditional industry like food, you know, when we look at the food business, it's uh, something that obviously, like you rightly said, has a lot to do with real life interaction. You know, we must taste yeah. our food. We must smell our food before we're eating it. Yes. Uh, so certainly there is a massive real life angle to food. But if we've noticed over the past few years, the popularity of cooking shows like MasterChef Australia, Top Chef tells us that there is an engaging story around food. There is a creativity that chefs have that is expressed uh, to people, even if they're not able to taste that food. So I think there is a massive narrative around people enjoying the idea of seeing food being 
built, being, uh, you know, new dishes being innovated on. Uh, and then the last two years of the pandemic has, have obviously been really hard for the industry. You know, the kind of lockdowns we had and the kind of, um, you know, financial crunches restaurant businesses had to undergo uh, kind of push this industry into discovering what more they can do. And that answer lies in something like OneRare because OneRare is creating the world's first food metaverse, thus the food wars, uh, that allows all these businesses to monetize globally. Right now, their source of revenue is entirely local. You know, let's talk about a very, very popular chef uh, in India or Australia. You know, at most, they can monetize their local audiences where they can feed someone in their restaurant. Maybe they can release a cookbook and sell that hard copy. Uh, there are a lot of limitations. Within a food wars, that chef can basically unleash his creativity completely uh, and tap global audiences via NFTs, via, via releasing their cookbooks via NFTs, for example, by creating a gameplay around food uh, or actually managing to, uh, you know, maybe impress audiences in a whole different part of the world. So it could be an Indian chef that tomorrow becomes so popular uh, in the US that he has a pop-up restaurant or a franchisee there. So I think it is just a new chance. I also actually use a very simple term again to describe a metaverse, which might resonate with some people here. Uh, as of now, it is more of a 3D version of social media. You know, that's how I would kind of put it, that when we look at the metaverse, it creates another marketing channel and tool for businesses uh, to kind of interact with audiences, this time in a 3D format. <laughs> So, in fact, as a marketer, I'm also experiencing this in some of these retreat brands that I work with. Want to venture into, you know, this uh, metaverse very soon. Uh, but it's actually like, I think it's one at a time. Like, we need to set some very strong stories. I heard uh, the first restaurant in New York to be on the NFTs and trying to build a uh, restaurant in metaverse. Yeah. So... Right, and Gary is the one. Gary Vaynerchuk is the one who yeah. actually kind of profoundly championing the NFTs and uh, this thing. So, I think it's just started. I think it's uh, so far it's the mostly Gen Z affair, but yeah. slowly the millennials, everyone will actually try to make this a household uh, conversation. Yeah, I think it will soon to be happening. So, my next question is like. Now, if you're trying to build a better future for restaurants across the globe, and uh, so as we talked before also, food and the place that offers food is always tantalizing the senses. Yeah. So now, what is a new dimension that NFT is trying to bring in? Um, you can take an example, maybe of any person of like how this kind of really impact his experience, his dining experience of his overall uh, conversation with food experience with NFTs and through OneRare? So I think what we want to do at OneRare is that we want to bring the food and beverage industry to blockchain. So it actually transforms okay. a traditional industry and brings that to the latest cutting edge technology of today. Uh, talking about it from a chef's experience, like we have Saranj Kola, for example, on board with us. Uh, it allows him to take Goila butter chicken to every household across the world at his, as his NFT, as his recipe, uh, as something that can be used in a gameplay, for example, or actually take that NFT, uh, you know, maybe let's say I gift it to you uh, and you can go to a Goila butter chicken and redeem that for a real meal as well. So 
for a chef's point of view that is allowing people to tap more audiences globally like i said from a user's point of view this is just another step to open up people to new foods across the world new cuisines new chefs uh, as well as give them a chance to play to earn and actually uh, the time spent on the platform could result in something real you know when we look at web3 one key component of web3 is something that people call play to earn you know now this is something very unique to web2 audiences or you know regular people because while they would have played pubg and call of duty and maybe swiped their cards for like a lot of dollars you know trying to buy skins trying to improve their game strength uh, like roblox publish- any other yeah the 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 publisher makes all the money right like every yeah. time you buy a skin it goes to the publisher what changes in web3 is that the time spent by a player allows them to earn directly and rewards them directly so it's not just us at one rare who will thrive when the ecosystem thrives a player that comes in takes part in our gameplay for example so they collect the ingredients and they make a uh, let's say a pasta dish now they can take that pasta dish into food truck wars and they can run their food truck and earn for their food truck and they can actually take those earnings and go cash it out or they can you know go to a restaurant swap it for a meal so uh, the core concept behind the users experience is to bring the real and virtual world of food more cohesively together i don't at all believe that the virtual world should replace the real world i completely disagree with that i think uh, it's very important to have a reality in place the concept of the virtual world the virtual metaverse that we'll build you know people can walk through that with vr for example you know we we are making it oculus compatible the idea sure. is that right now every phone app that we have you know we have our chat apps we have our ordering apps we have a banking app all those kind of come together in the metaverse so your virtual experience is better so the time you spent right now in a 2d format just converts to a 3d format basically it actually kind of complements the real life experience as yeah. a unknown dimension see the yeah. way our uh, senses and everything kind of really responding to whatever we see in this web2 right now it's kind of unveiling the new uh, dimension of senses new dimension of the new way of conversations because uh, what i see so with is uh, maybe with the conventional exposure to information maybe like decades before has actually kind of unveiled some potentials of the human right which yeah. was never before but then as we kind of really got exposed and kind of really utilized or utilized by the technology we see this latent skills and latent we are we conversing with technology we conversing with the human ecosystem as a whole let's yeah. keep evolving that's the metamorphosis i see of web3 can also do to the human world as a well. yeah i think we've actually seen that you know from the 90s uh with every decade we have some technological advancement you know we came with the internet yeah. we came with those chat rooms then came in hi-fi or court and you know then came in instagram where it was all about photos uh and now here we are 10 years after instagram so it is but natural for the consumer and user to also demand a better experience and that's what metaverse yeah. brings and uh another part that you know people look for is the hardware solutions for this you know people look at mm-hmm. vr sets like i own an oculus and it is damn clunky to wear you know it is it, it can exhaust you within 20 minutes but the fact is yeah. that when instagram came in in 2010 
all of us had very bad camera phones you know nobody had a no, good I... camera on their phone and look at yes. phones now this entire industry evolved to a point where digital cameras are now obsolete for amateur photographers because it's all in the phone because the apps yes. demand it so i think yes. even with the metaverse this is bound to happen that the demands of going 3d of having a vr experience or an ar experience uh, will enhance everything in our life around us so the tech will change completely around us the hardware how our tvs will be supplemented with items you know like everything will keep evolving for this consumer that's for sure that's for sure actually so i think uh, every it's it's either way right it's actually pushes the curve to the next level so the yeah. usage all this thing the only irony i see with all this thing that happens is maybe as a humans we also kind of evolve to have alternate set of eyes because our eyes will be at the receiving end for most of the things and we can't replicate eyes our eyes yeah yeah but i think that's so, the whole idea we're so digital right now that yeah. the core concept is to change or enhance just the digital part of our experience you know the remote working experience or how all of us attended a zoom wedding in the last two years you know everybody's been to a zoom birthday a zoom wedding uh the idea is to improve that experience that we have right mm. now not to replace our time in the park or time spent outdoors or with our family yeah so in order to pull this off in order to make on one rare the actual reality and then a sustainable reality so you need a lot of collaborations right? yeah. you need team that can actually kind of scale up your games also build on this right because we are talking about web3 which has to continuously evolve yeah the content has to be evolved the experience has to be evolved the interactions and everything has to be evolved. so i want to understand your collaborations in this journey that kind of really uh, set the foundation stronger and also the team who's working on this so as you very rightly said you know in web3 uh, collaborations and innovations both go hand in hand uh, we started when rare in jan 21 and since then to be honest every month the concept of what we want to build just keeps changing because new tech is available new bridges are being created new chain solutions come up so i think we see the tech constantly evolving as well and uh, from a team perspective we have actually now expanded to a team of 22 full uh, full time employees with us uh and they kind of cover the whole gamut of blockchain the 3d metaverse we are building graphic designers as well as marketing uh when we started building wonder of course uh, it was just me and gorav who started the journey uh we did get a very early support from polygon team which is why we are building our uh, entire game on polygon and they did give us a grant to start our journey as well and i think when we started uh we did not realize how big it would become like i said it was a side project Uh, it was a very small side project that i kind of wanted to do to dip my toes into the nft game but uh, we just accidentally you know ended up meeting great people who supported us from the get go so we started uh, building our project and that's something i highly recommend to anybody else out here who's listening to with this thing right now that start with the angels don't go after the vcs or don't go after funds or you know looking at a very big raise start with the angels because the angels are generally founders they have their own heart uh, you know invested in their project they understand what it means to build you know not just to make a quick gain and exit 
Uh, and we got very lucky because we have some fabulous angels with us. We have uh, Nishal from Vazirex. We have uh, Sebastian from Sandbox. We have Sandeep from Polygon. Uh, they're all founders of like multi, multi uh, million, billion dollar businesses. But uh, their passion to build and the kind of, uh, you know, the ideas that they brought on, even Shashwat from Altcoin Buzz has been a fabulous uh, initial supporter for us. So I think we started correctly with the angels. And then, of course, we also collaborated with a lot of VCs, a lot of chains as well on the way. Uh, and at this point of time, we are also the official food partner of about 25, 30 other games on the blockchain as well. So what we do for other games is that we are their official food partner and we will be supplying food in their events or within their gameplay. Um, and then, of course, <laughs> the fourth category of collaboration is the food industry that we have with our chefs, with our restaurants and food brands. So essentially, I think we got a massive advantage of being the first food project on blockchain and we've kind of just run with it. <laughs> so we, we want to be the food people on the blockchain. And yeah, that's pretty much what we're doing. I'm saying the first standing advantage is always ideal for a startup to kick off, even yeah. in the longer run. Uh, I, I mean, we hope so. The idea has evolved a lot due to the support of our angels and, you know, the, the ideas that they brought in and how it's, it's quite a team effort, I would say. Sure. So how, where do you see with the changing dynamics quickly? And um, how do you see one day kind of really raving up to be the success in the next five years? Do you have a plans for it? And uh, how do you gear up for that? So I think if I if I would tell you something today as to what will happen to Wonder in five years, uh, you would be able to take this particular snippet and actually quote me on how wrong I was <laughs> because the technology is so evolving that whatever I say today is likely going to be absolutely amiss in another two years. Uh, I think for us, the target at Wonder, of course, is firstly to really release our gaming layer, which is actually going live within a week now. Uh, okay. And that is uh, the part where people can come in, they can farm for ingredients and they can actually make the dish of their choice. So the gaming layer goes live very soon, followed by food truck wars, where you can come and set up your entire food truck. And then we start releasing the collaborations with chefs and restaurants and so on. So for us, uh, we have very big plans for Wonder. We, like I said, wanted to be the food solution on blockchain. We want to be the project that onboards the entire global F&B industry uh, to blockchain, you know, introduces them, handholds them through the process of creating their first NFT or their first blockchain experience. Uh, and of course, alongside work on our social initiative of action against hunger, because I think it's time that blockchain projects are also responsible uh, towards the community, towards society. So we are yeah. aligned uh, for this cause very deeply. I think all the things that we hope for, if they get executed in the next five years, I would be the happiest person there is. Uh, and I would be quite satisfied. But the vision for OneRare is to largely uh, build the ultimate food experience for foodies as well as businesses uh, on the blockchain. Sure. Now, you have two scenarios here. One is a hot layer and of course one is your consumer. So what is that one pitch message that you want to share it to your consumers to get onto OneRare? When we were building OneRare, to be honest, uh, and even till today, I have two particular problems with the blockchain industry, which I wanted to address while building OneRare. The first is that everybody makes it sound like the most complicated thing that has ever happened on earth. 
right? Which is a bit of a stretch. I think it's a great technology, but uh, a lot of times people like to use very complicated language, you know, to explain even the most basic things of blockchain. So with OneRare, what I wanted to do was create something extremely simple uh, and something that would encourage the first time user to, you know, come in and think that, okay, this is a place that I can try my hand out and I'm not going to uh, lose my money or I'm not going to, you know, get robbed in any way. So I think uh, if as a user, I, if I can encourage a first time player or a first time blockchain user to come to OneRare, uh, showing the simplicity of, you know, food from across the world. If it's somebody in Costa Rica seeing a casado, or if it's somebody in South Korea seeing a bulgogi, uh, that is one. Uh, the second problem I have with blockchain gaming as of now is how deeply technical it is. And so it's the kind of gaming which only people who've played a lot tend to play with. So it's it doesn't encourage like low-key gamers as well as women. I think it's high time for any industry to have more adoption, there need to be more women within the companies as well as within the users. So I, my pitch to the users or somebody here today would be to come try OneRare as a place where they can understand blockchain better, uh, irrespective of whether they're old or young, irrespective of whether they're a man or a woman. Uh, we are just all about loving food. And hopefully that if that resonates with them, they would have a good time on OneRare. And what's the message for the hoteliers and the restaurant restaurants? Right now, they came back from the COVID and tried to really fly high. Yeah. The dreams that they're there. So, what is that message for them also? How do you want to get in, get along with the new changes happening in food industry food worse? And why one day for them? I think a lot of businesses missed the boat on uh, social media back in the day when it came along and they took a bit of time to figure it out. And I want to tell all the businesses that this is the same moment with the metaverse, you know, whether it's our uh, one rare metaverse or the sandbox or Decentraland, the moment of the metaverse is here today. So as a business, it is on them as to whether they want to be an early mover this time or whether they want to, you know, wait for the mass popularity to appear. Uh, but this is going to be a fantastic marketing channel. This is going to create new opportunities for them, whether it's in the hotel industry. Imagine like they could have a hotel which has part ownership distributed by NFTs. So a hotel could actually raise a round of investment, you know, within a week by selling NFTs that allow privileges like free nights, for example, or, you know, give some kind of a club membership versus going through a process of raising funds and going to every VC in town. So I think. For any hotelier or any restaurant owner or chef, this is the most powerful marketing tool, business monetization tool and growth tool that is going to really mark this decade. So it's on them on as to how soon they want to jump the boat on that. Uh, and so actually, the, the, the problem is that till last year, everybody looked at blockchain and blockchain meant cryptocurrency to them. So it, yes, you know, yes. as the people have not been clearly able to define that blockchain and cryptocurrency are two separate things. Cryptocurrency, yes, is a function of the blockchain, but it doesn't define the technology. The technology itself is a beautiful piece of tech that can change businesses without involving crypto at all. And I think that is a little bit 
has to do with relatability because when crypto came in, people equated it to stocks and money and people understand money. So they got that no, part very easily. People understand money, people yeah. understand return. So that's yeah, right. Exactly. And now, and now they know Bitcoin. NFTs. Yeah. And now with NFTs, they because they understand art and digital art a little bit. Uh, that is frankly one key reason as to why suddenly everybody's interest has risen in NFTs and blockchain yeah. as a whole. But uh, yeah, there's there's a lot more to the technology. Like for example, even for you in edtech or uh, anybody who is uh, you know not related at all. You know, people who don't even see a relation to the industry right now tomorrow will discover use cases of blockchain. You know, the beauty of transparency, accountability. Uh, the ability to trace your transactions, not have like maybe millions of files in your office that are stored in unsanitary conditions or to have rightful ownership. I think there is a use case for everybody. And it's kind of like the internet, you know, maybe 10 years ago or 20 years ago, having a website was a really, you know, for a lot of businesses back in the 90s, when the internet came along, a website made no sense to them. They were like, why are we right here? We don't need a website. Uh, and yeah. today, even you'll notice some like stabilizer and like technical businesses have an Instagram account. And then you wonder yeah. as to who they're looking for here. But they are and they connect with businesses uh, like and that. And they have their own audience. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. LinkedIn and uh, Instagram and people are leveraging every platform. So that is yes. going to be the metaverse tomorrow. I think like that's the thing. Like it really pains me when a blockchain is made to sound very complicated because I was that person. So Gaurav started his journey in blockchain in 2017. And I'll be very honest, for the first one or two years, even I would run away from it because it would sound so <laughs> technical and so dreary that, you know, it would make I, I'm I am from NIFT and I don't have a technical background, but I'm not a uh, you know, stupid person. I, I I assume I'm not a stupid person per se. And, uh, you know, like just the way the technology was represented was so, uh, you know, niche for people. And I think yeah. now it's really the time that every business, you know, understands the basics of it in a way that is simple. And I think yeah. that's why for us also food was the example for a very simple reason. Like if you've seen you know, how we have in our maths books, apples and oranges that teach you algebra or, you know, fractions. Uh, that is the kind of way we wanted to use food as our example. That, okay, you know, you want to make French fries at home. Uh, and I'm sure everybody did in the pandemic. You need potato, cooking oil and salt. You know, if I say that to you, it makes sense. Now, go collect these ingredients and you can make the French fries. So that makes sense again that, okay, these three ingredients went into the kitchen and out comes my French fries. And then knowing that obviously that process can't be reversed because you can, <laughs> once you have eaten your French fries, you obviously can't uh, convert them back into potato and cooking oil and so on. So, I mean, that's kind of what we're doing at Vanra, just using the simplicity of food. Uh, we want to really, really encourage people to, you know, just understand the basis of a blockchain using Vanra. Uh, the biggest hindrance, the biggest enemy for any, the humanity is food wastage. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that's tons, billions of tons being wasted. Yeah. We appreciate the taste of the food, but then we never appreciate the audience of food. That's across mm. the humanity. Mm. Very few countries, like Scandinavian, Indian countries. Some yeah. countries, they actually kind of really have this respect for food in their culture. In fact, India has, has it. Yeah. But then we ought to 
or to forget it by getting into Western culture, and there's a lot of progression that happens. Yeah. Through wondering if there is a chance that you can actually also appreciate the food miles. Yeah. Yeah. Also, kind of take the children, kind of to appreciate the food in a very you know in a gamified format. Yeah. That's something. I mean, that's a great uh, mindful addition to the gender yeah. metaphors. Yeah. No, it's, it's actually something sorry. we are very conscious about. One of the first ideas that we wanted to do, which is not exactly this, but uh, something similar, is that we are going to be creating a fridge for staking. So staking, okay. I mean, for uh, people who don't understand, is basically like creating uh, an FD at the bank, right? When you go and create a fixed deposit at the bank. So similarly, you can go stake your token somewhere. Now, uh, in the same way as bank, when you stake your token, you get a certain reward for it. That reward could be monetary, like you get more of the same token. That reward could be an NFT, you know, getting an ingredient perhaps. Or in the case of charity, we would have a staking fridge where people can go stake their dish uh, and the rewards earned from that fridge would actually be used to set up a real world fridge, you know, in a poor area or work with a charity uh, where that fridge would then be funded by the users of OneRare. So it gives people a chance to do good in any part of the world, irrespective of where they are. Uh, and I think, like you very rightly said, understanding uh, about food wastage, you know, understanding about food shortage across the world, you know, the imbalance that we have of excess, uh, you know, surplus food in one place and the lack of it in the other. Uh, that's something that the seamless nature of blockchain can do beautifully because there are no borders, you know, as Indians, we think of India or, you know, we assume that the American needs to think of America, but uh, maybe it's time the globalization happens in its truest sense. 